Hello, my name is Amanda Glover and I'm an employment solicitor in the business services group at Clark's Legal. In today's podcast, I want to talk to you about employee holidays abroad during COVID and I'm going to hope to answer some of the sort of burning questions you might have as an HR professional or as a business owner. Today is the 29th of April 2021 and with the summer months fast approaching and the fatigue of more than a year of lockdowns weighing upon us, many are hoping that the second half of this year will provide ample opportunity to enjoy holidays abroad again. The earliest possible date for foreign travel initially given to us by the government was the 17th of May 2021. Although no timings have been confirmed yet, employers are advised to start thinking about how they'll deal with annual leave requests and foreign travel. Obviously, with travel restrictions in place for most of 2020, many workers decided not to take annual leave um, and instead they tried to carry over as much of their allowance as they could into 2021. And again this year, with with the hope of foreign travel on the horizon, I'm sure there are lots of employees who have likely been saving up annual leave to be used at a time when there's a chance to escape for sunnier climes. Now, the government will be announcing a traffic light system for foreign travel in May. And the traffic light system will operate um, as follows. There will be green countries. And when you return from a, a, a green country, there'll be no need for you to quarantine on return. Um, However, those travelling to green countries will need to take a pre-departure test as well as a PCR COVID test when they return. Then we've got amber countries and those returning from amber countries will need to quarantine for 10 days upon return and take two tests um, with the option to take a test to release on the fifth day after returning to end isolation early. Finally, we've got red countries and travellers who are returning from red countries will need to pay for a 10-day stay in a managed quarantine hotel on return, as well as a pre-departure test and two tests on return. So let's dive in and look at some of the top need-to-know answers on annual leave this year for HR professionals. Number one. Can we refuse holiday if staff want to take holiday at the same time once foreign travel is allowed? So yes, you can refuse holiday requests and many employers do so, especially during busy periods like Christmas. Where employees have already booked time off, which you've previously agreed to, you'll need to give as much notice to cancel the leave as the amount of leave the employee had requested. So for example, You have to give two weeks notice to refuse booked holiday if the leave the employee requested was for two weeks. You do need to be cautious, however. Although you can refuse to grant holiday leave at certain times to ensure there are enough members of staff in for the viable running of the business, you can't put employees in a position where they're not able to take their minimum statutory annual leave entitlement of 28 days. So it's best to encourage staff throughout the year to take holiday and to spread holidays out so that there's no last minute holiday request pile ups towards the end of the holiday year. Question number two, can we stop employees from travelling abroad during the coronavirus pandemic? So in short, the answer to this is not really. Um, As mentioned previously, you can cancel a member of staff's holiday if you give them the right amount of notice. Um, And you will obviously need to explain why you've cancelled their request and when they can rebook the holiday. 
You'll also need to be very careful if you decide to cancel an employee's annual leave request, which perhaps was approved before travel restrictions were known and approved without any knowledge on your part of where the employee was intending to travel. If you cancel the employee's period of leave without a clear business reason and without providing any form of compensation, the employee may suffer a financial loss if they had already made bookings. And in these circumstances, the employee may be able to argue that the cancellation was a breach of the implied duty of mutual trust and confidence, and they may have a case for constructive dismissal. Now, although the employee's constructive dismissal case wouldn't necessarily be clear-cut, it is much better to adopt a more employee-friendly approach. So encouraging employees who want to travel to visit countries which don't require the 10-day quarantine period upon return. Where employees have already booked holidays before the travel restrictions were known, a better approach would be to allow the employee to take their holiday, but obviously discuss with them the way in which they'll carry out work upon returning should they need to quarantine. Remember as well that government decisions to impose a quarantine on travellers may be very sudden, as we saw last year in 2020. So a well-intentioned employee may, of course, get caught up in rapid changes to country status. Question number three. What should we do if an employee needs to quarantine after returning from foreign travel? So staff who need to quarantine cannot leave their home to go to their workplace and you can't ask them to return to the workplace either. If the member of staff is able to work from home or from the designated quarantine hotel, if that's the case, then they should, of course, do so. There are a number of different options for those members of staff who are unable to work remotely. For example, you might be employing waiters and waitresses who, who genuinely can't work from home. Um, so those options include taking the quarantine period as additional paid annual leave or as unpaid leave. It's important to remember as well that quarantining after travel doesn't entitle the employees or workers to statutory sick pay. However, if they genuinely have coronavirus symptoms, they may be able to claim statutory sick pay. When you're looking to approve or deny holiday requests, you should really be mindful of the fact that additional days may be lost following the holiday period if the employee ends up returning from a red or an amber listed destination. Question number four. Can we tell employees when to take holiday? So to avoid the inevitable hamstering away of holiday until the autumn, you could tell employees when they have to take their holiday. You simply need to ensure that you give the employee twice as much notice as the length of the leave you want them to take. So if you want them to take a week's leave, you have to give them two weeks notice of that leave. Employee relations will undoubtedly take a hit if this practice is, is adopted, however. So if you do this, make sure that there's open communication with employees and also clarity around the reason for the request. Question number five. Can I pay people in lieu of holiday to minimise staff availability issues? So this is very clear cut. The answer is no, it isn't lawful to pay employees in lieu of accrued leave except on termination of employment. So I'm afraid there's nothing you can do really in that respect. Question number six, can I restrict travel to certain destinations? Now, there are a number of issues with restricting travel to certain countries. Generally, dictating what employees can and can't do with their private lives would not be a lawful and reasonable instruction. 
Also, if an individual member of staff is asked specifically not to travel to a certain destination, this could result in direct race discrimination claims. Where you ask that staff avoid certain countries, this request should apply to all staff and be linked to exposure of the virus and not racial origins. Even where a blanket policy is applied across your organisation, there could be concerns around indirect race discrimination if the restricted countries ban disproportionately affects certain groups. Of course, you could put forward arguments justifying the restrictions, such as your duty to take care of other staff, and provided you can show any ban is a proportionate means of achieving a legitimate aim, you could defend any indirect discrimination claims. The fairness of any ban will really depend on the length of the ban, the choice for the restricted destinations, the level of risk, the employee's reason for wishing to travel, and when the quarantine for that country was imposed. Remember, certain employees may have booked travel to low-risk countries, which suddenly become high-risk destinations at short notice. So restrictions on travel may also not be reasonable if the only downside is the employee having to quarantine upon return, especially where they would still be able to work remotely. Overall then, now is the time to start thinking about and planning for the impact of stored up annual leave and potential 10 day quarantines. Discuss quarantine requirements with employees before they travel to ensure they understand the rules that apply on their return. And also ensure there's open dialogue around how employees return will be managed by you and make it clear to employees that they are expected to be open with you to help the business run smoothly and to allow for any contingency planning. If your organisation needs assistance with anything I've mentioned in today's podcast, please do not hesitate to contact either our employment law team or our human resources consultancy for Brew People. You can contact us via the email address contact at clarkslegal.com or via our Clarks Legal LLP LinkedIn page. Many thanks for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found it insightful. I hope you have a good weekend coming up and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.